Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the Unpasteroids and Unfiltered Ned Natter Radio Show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here with you again. Thanks so much for your lovely comments and messages. It's time for a good old Natter. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I might have a bit of odd news though. But you don't want me repeating everything you've already seen and heard, do you? I'm here to give you a break from it all, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember, you can always listen to my shows again. Yep, they're all saved for you at nednatter.com. Yep. Okay, well, put everything down. No, no, everything. I mean you too. Come on. It's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. Here on Two Medicine Farm, life goes on, and for the wife Elsie, that means working on her think-it-away diet. Yeah, she's still happy to stay on the sofa and think she's losing weight. <laughs> oh dear, well, she's been thinking all right. Thinking about what to eat next. Added to that, her birthday is on the horizon. Mm. And that means we have to get a cake order in this week in advance. Yeah, you know, well, so the old baker can get extra ingredients in. Yeah, yeah. This year, she's decided on one shaped like an Empire State Building. Mm. <laughs> Believe me, that's a lot of layers. I reckon 102, they reckon, yeah. Mm. It's bigger than the, you know, the Nimitz aircraft carrier she had last year. <laughs> and even the Titanic from the year before that. Mm. She's given me her birthday wish list too. Oh dear, well, obviously I don't buy her clothes anymore, you know. <laughs> we gave up on that a while ago. So she's asked me for some really bizarre things instead. The list, I'd say, is close to one of our ingredients lists, you know, for her cooking. But uh, after all, I mean, who buys their wife a 50-gallon drum or 30 feet of plastic hose, a cement mixer or an angle grinder for a birthday gift? <laughs> well, that's what I thought too. But, uh, well, unless your wife's considering murder or something. Hmm. Oh, well, it's always possible, isn't it? On the other hand, the way she eats and cooks, I reckon that old cement mixer will come in handy. Yep. Well, you've heard of bulk ingredients before on me show, haven't you? Well, so this could be the answer for, I know, most of Elsie's recipes. They end up looking like concrete on a plate anyway. <laughs> of course, when it comes to me mother old Nan, she's on her standard whiskey, cigarette and gambling diet. Yeah, added to that, she's finally home. Mm, yeah, after more than three weeks of solid, no-limit gambling. Mm. I even reckon the casino must have evicted her, you know. <laughs> anyway, to use her words, she's in the pink, yeah. Mm. Even the dealers were folding the moment they saw the old crow's poker face. <laughs> and she walked away with a few big wins too. She's now richer and meaner with it, yeah. Even at 95, the old crow's got an ego linked directly to her winning streak. She's got it all in cash too, you know, she doesn't like banks. But on the other hand, they probably won't like her either. <laughs> Add to that, she's got too used to the idea, you know, someone coming by and filling up her drink every half hour. You know, when she was parked in front of the slot machine, well. So I told her that she needs to spend some of her wins on an assistant. I immediately got one of her, you know, evil looks in response to that idea. Something, I suppose, like a four-eyed crow with a broken beak. <laughs> Three weeks with very little sleep, you know, have made her into a tetchy, bitter and twisted old bird. Well, <laughs> even more than usual, you know, a bit like a piece of unripe lime peel coated in salt, to be honest. Mm. Something like the rim of a margarita glass. 
This is Nedna Radio Show, and I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows at nednatter.com, where they're all neatly stored as podcasts, so if you want any repeats, or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Of course, it was quite peaceful without Nan around. Mind you, there was a bit of extra excitement this week when the ranch next to me vegan neighbour young Alice was sold. Mm. The new owner is definitely going to bring some new gossip and hopefully some new ideas around here. Mm. His name is Jeremy Sprung. Yeah. He's a former Chicago talk show host. You know, he once had a show about suburbia and the middle class. Mm. Not cat-fighting rednecks in trailers, no, no, no. But it was his one was a dismal failure, and the network cancelled it after only one season. And they reckon there weren't enough fights and weird people to keep the viewers interested anymore. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's moved down here to sunny Florida, you know, yep. <laughs> in the hope of getting some new material for another show. Still, I've got an horrible feeling it's all been done before. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. Well, moving away from your latest neighbour, I'm returning to the wife Elsie's favourite subject. Yep, food of course. Elsie's private recipes and ideas for cooking, her burnt offerings and cookbook from the swamp. Oh dear, well, I cook my own food and leave her to that cosy relationship with the microwave. Here's the next of her so-called recipes, yep. Elsie's cooking cock-ups. <laughs> so, warm up your microwave and stand well clear in the cooking process, yep. Usually I stay in the barn behind a concrete wall. The recommended distance is at least 50 feet away. Further the better. This time... It's Elsie's chocolate and cheese surprise. You know, before I go on, I should mention that uh, you know I'm still able to continue with my show because I never eat anything the wife cooks. Yeah, I'd not survive the consequence, I can tell you. <laughs> Elsie gives everything she cooks a bad name. To be honest, she's giving cooking a bad name full stop. <laughs> Anyway, I'm getting away for a surprise, from a surprise there, aren't I? Um, so right then, this time she's written it all down on the back of one of old Nan's cigarette packets. Mm. It's a scroll, all right, the usual black ink, only it's much smaller than usual and very difficult to read. First, I need to remind you that Elsie's stuck with a microwave, no conventional oven or essential kitchen gadgets, and that limits some of her crazy ideas. So first up... You've got to put 12 large chocolate bars into a very large microwave dish. Elsie likes the really deep and wide plastic or rubber dog holes. Yep. <laughs> Give them a five minute blast at high heat, then remove them from a microwave and add two pounds of grated cheese and whisk it all up for that task. Elsie's buying the electric bird, isn't it? <laughs> Then add the all-important extras, the surprise part of theirs. Mm. Six eggs. Elsie prefers them out of the shell. Mm. Eight ounces of margarine, eight ounces of marzipan, ten ounces of icing sugar, pesto sauce, pickle relish, Dijon, mustard, soy sauce, hot sauce, salt and pepper. Ooh, Mix it all together in the old electric drill again and then cook it in the microwave for 10 minutes. Mm. Once it's ready, take it out of the oven. A crowbar or shovel is always handy. And then 
you add a cup of crushed salted peanuts and chopped almonds. Elsie seems to enjoy nuts with everything. Anyway, <laughs> that point, she says it's ready to eat. Uh. By the way, as I've mentioned before, the Ned Nat show will not be held responsible for the results. No, Elsie's cooking is undertaken at your own risk. Not only needs a strong stomach, it needs an even stronger oven. And if possible, you know, a standalone concrete bomb-proof building. <laughs> Staying on the family front, and she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains about it. Your 95-year-old mother, old Nan, yep, the miserable old crow, has got a little feature on my show. Old Nan remembers. Oh dear, too drunk or sober. This time, old Nan's memories about when several cockerels escaped from her old dad's farm in England. And they ran off everywhere. In the small town where she grew up, even the local cops got involved in the hunt and the roundup. You know, it's uh, it was hardly a hub of organised crime down there. Well, maybe organised cockerels instead. <laughs> anyway, chickens and cockerels, as you know, are difficult to catch when they are on the lamb. Catching them was like an early version of aerobics, actually. <laughs> so the local police sergeant decided to ask Nan's old mum how they could catch him, you know. She told him it was easy. Yep. Once you get close, you just put some salt on their tails. <laughs> the worst part of it all was you went away with an handful of salt. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here for the Ned Natter Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. Quinton, me camper, tenant and writer, was back on cabbage duty. Yeah, fighting a bad combination of excessive heat and hoeing. No shade with the weeds overtaking us all. As you probably recall, Quinton stopped painting nudes and is now writing poetry. Mm. It's a collection of poems that's growing like me greens. Yep, cabbage life has increased by more than a few poems a day. Oh dear, he's given me another one to read on the show. And once again, he says he's edited out every single expletive. Mm. So here goes. It's called Slashed Cabbages. I hate your repulsive leaves putrid branches below, roots that stink of farts, hearts that fail to develop, food for caterpillars, cricket lunches, snails chewing your dirty feet. I'm missing the weeds today, I'll take your miserable lives, with a swipe of my steely hoe, watching your watery green blood, on the earth, on my hands, for I am a peasant without remorse. <laughs> yes, it's dark, and unfortunately, it became reality this week. Yep, with Quinton's breakdown. Mm. He was having what Ding Dang, me fireman, calls a dying duck fit. Yep, apparently much worse than the previous hissy fit. So he was keeping out of the way after the previous hose the forehead incident. <laughs> Unfortunately, a few greens paid the ultimate price, though. Yeah, oh dear, well. On the other hand, young Alice gave me a dozen vegan recipes for cabbage. So it looks like cabbage all round for at least a few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) 
Quinn's taken a few days off to recover and reckons he doesn't need any professional help. On the other hand, Ding Dang reckons he needs a straitjacket. <laughs> it's a good job everyone ignores him, you know. Quentin's partner, Coagulate, is more peaceful, working on me latest project. Yep, strawberries. For me, pick your own part of the farm. Actually, they're doing really well. An old coagulate, you know, seems to like the responsibility for the soon-to-be little sweet fruits. And as usual, he's been serenading them with his guitar. (laughs) Only trouble is, at night, he's now got the mosquito chorus joining in. Unfortunately, they always hum the same tune. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. Well then, that lovely twangy old music means it's time once again for me book reviews. Yep, I've got my hands on a few and I've featured them right here. Just remember though, I haven't got you know a star system, oh no, no, mine's far simpler. If a book's shite, it goes on me compost heap. Sometimes if it's really bad, I've had to burn it. <laughs> yep, the middle of the road books go in me giveaway charity box. And the good or reasonable ones stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. Okay then, me first book is called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Most Dangerous Cities on Earth by A. Backpacker. <laughs> yep, the last one I did on hitchhiking proved very popular indeed. Anyway, it's a fascinating read. You can choose your travel plans based on your favourite kind of experience too. Yep, by region number of homicides <laughs> simply by the death toll <laughs> Mexico is the most exciting of all with 19 cities on the list with Brazil and Venezuela coming in second and distant third although Venezuela does hold the record for South America of course there's always Cape Town South Africa oh yeah the most murderous city in the world by actual death toll. Mm. It makes Detroit and Baltimore look positively safe by comparison, I can tell you. (laughs) So get your backpack ready. Put a pin in the centre pages where you'll find an handy map of the world and prepare to travel. My advice, pack something more lethal than a sleeping bag. (laughs) You might just need to defend yourself. This book... Is too disturbing to give away and too useful to compost, so I'm giving it to old Nan. She loves a good real life horror story. <laughs> My second book this time around is called Adopting a Politician by A Power Broker. Anyway, it's a book about adoption, alright? Well, yep, I know I was hoping that young Alice might adopt me this year. Aww. But so far, it hasn't happened. <sighs> She lets me adopt her Zen room for a few days at a time, but that's it. (laughs) Anyway, I'm getting off topic, aren't I? So back to the book. It's about getting a politician on your side for life. Yep. Explains how some folks even pick their politicians from birth and nurture them right up to adulthood. (laughs) The author loosely calls this method the coercing tit. Anyway, this guarantees they make the right decisions all round, and always. 
But remember, political power is only for their term of office, not just for the weekend, is it? So it's all a matter of keeping them there once they're elected. Mm. Not always easy, I'll say. The book's even got special chapters covering brainwashing. <laughs> Blinkers, not just for horses here. <laughs> Denial, obstinacy, turncoats, separation of religion and money, and the separation of constituents and hard-earned money. <laughs> Warmongering, jargon, peaceful protests and tear gas parties. Oh dear. On the back cover, there's even a little game. It's called Pick a Worthwhile Cause to Benefit You. Mm. Oh well, I'm gifting this one's well Rush, me political commentating and constant neighbour. Yeah, old Rush will have some food for thought right here. I've even drilled a little hole in the corner and pulled some string through it so you can hang it up next to the toilet. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book reviews this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and me shows at nednatter.com where they're all stored as podcasts. So if you want repeats or you can enter listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a few regular features on my show now. I hope you enjoy them. First up is me cliche of the day and me interpretation of it. Hmm. How about green-eyed monster? Why? Because it described the wife to a T right now. Nan is continually bragging about her gambling successes and reminding Elsie how she'll always be a jinx and a bad loser. I'm waiting for civil war. In the living room. <laughs> also, I've got me anomalies from around the world feature for you. Yeah, this time me anomaly is not about disgusting food. I can tell you that. I decided we had too much in the show. What with the wife Elsie's hideous recipes <laughs> and old Lonnie, me blind neighbour's weird eating habits. So for the next few shows, we're going to look at weird customs instead. Yeah, well, weird to us anyway. The first up comes from the UK and it concerns greeting. Magpies. That's right, talking to birds. Oh dear. See, they believe a lone magpie is bad luck. So, what do they do? They say hello to it. Something like, morning Mr. Magpie, how's the wife today? You know. <laughs> well, to start with, you not only look like a basket case, you know, standing outside chatting to a lonely bird that doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> but, you know, it could still be bad luck for you after all. Yep when they cart you off for a checkup from the neck up. <laughs> Going back to, well, let's just say hideous things, ding dang, yeah, oh dear. Well, we've got me fireman's quote of the week. Well, see, he wanted a little spot on me show. Yep, it's nasty and you don't want to hear him or see this week's spot or even spots. <laughs> but I've got it all for you all the same. You know, ding dang, southern quote this time. Yep. He looks like 10 miles of bad road. <laughs> All I can say to that is that's what old Ding Dang looks like after spending an entire night with his friend Bud. Mm. It doesn't matter whether he arrives in a can or a bottle. Mm. On the other hand, Ding Dang was talking about Quentin after he spent four hours in the hot sun weeding instead. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show and when I'm not here you can find me and my shows at nednat.com. By the way, I'm still having these really weird dreams. Mm, my most recent one was about doing my show 
live from the US Congress. <laughs> yep, far-fetched. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't mind the captive audience at all, and I'm sure they would have enjoyed seeing me farm cat young Charles wandering about hunting for rats. And of course, like a break, you know, two from the voting and arguing. Yeah. The only trouble is, is it was a dream that soon became a nightmare. Mm. I looked up, and there in the speaker's chair was old Rush, <laughs> waving a little Confederate flag at everyone. <laughs> yep, he's someone you don't want presiding over the nation's capital, is he? I mean, political bias is bad enough, Rush, but he's a lot worse than he. <laughs> oh dear. But after heading over to Stonewall Jackson Farm, I realised that it wasn't as bad as a nightmare as listening to old Rush himself, you know. He's always got something to say, and he's back to rushing off at a moment's notice. Also, you've got to remember, with a weak bladder, Rush doesn't like the sound of running water, a faucet or a stream, even nose pipe sets him off. <laughs> oh well, I guess it'll be sooner again this time. Anyway, the poor old mucker's still paying attention to his more straightforward political agenda, and went straight into the latest far-fetched second-hand news and ideas from the right centre. His folks have been working on getting on every possible vote for their GOP buddies. Up till now, the ideas have been wacky, weird and outright stupid. <laughs> but there's no stopping them. No, they're just about to get more ridiculous than ever before. Yep, I mean plain stupid. Well, we've all heard of red and blue states, haven't we? Yeah. Well, Rush's folks have teamed up with what's called an aerial application business. You know, it used to be called crop dusting. But that's a dated expression now, isn't it? With a, with a new meaning. It now means silently passing gas in a public space. And moving off in a hurry to dodge the aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway... These folks are based in the Midwest and plan to colour the blue states red from the air. Mm. Yep, Rush believes the state should look like a genuine political map from now onwards. I just hope the Democrats, you know, they don't get in on the plans too. I mean, blue and red mixed make purple, you know, and royalty is frowned upon in the US. <laughs> As time goes on, these desperate plans sound more like terrorism than simple vote gathering. Oh dear. I'm listening, but who thinks there's any chance of that ever happening? Eh? You know, I'm not commenting any further. It's time to recall old Rush, yep, to a full-time existence in the restroom. He can't make trouble in there, well, other than for his septic tank. <laughs> yep, not quite crop dusting, that's fertiliser, plain and simple. <laughs> oh well, and before he rushed off behind that poor old granddaddy oak again, I was treated to Rush's latest... Tennessee teaser. Yep, that's his homegrown style of humour. This time, it's I'm busier than a one-legged cat in a litter box. <laughs> Rush must be talking about how busy he is again with those voter plans. In fact, Rush actually has a three-legged cat. Yep. Well, rumour has it that uh, he talked the other leg off the thing with his endless rhetoric. <laughs> But when it comes to his favourite political brand, there's no stopping the old mucker. <laughs> Usually when I mention Rush, I try and balance it up with old Lonnie, me blind, devoted Democrat neighbour. But unfortunately, he went off on one of his strange walkabouts. Yep, usually in search of roadkill, that is, you know, but we haven't seen him for a few days. Doubtless his housemate, old Fred, 
will find him by a roadside somewhere sooner or later. See, it's what's called armadillo pancake season here in Florida. Mm. Basically what that means is they don't look when they cross the road. <laughs> this is Ned Nutter here with the Ned Nutter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednutter.com where they're all stored as podcasts. So if you want repeats, or you can handle listening to my voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely vegan neighbour young Alice Jones. Yep, Miss Jones to you. Yeah, it does sound like that old 70s Philly Soul song. She invited me over to her farm for our weekly fair trade coffee and vegan cake. Well, Alice noticed old Nan returning a big black limo a couple of days ago. Oh dear, she reckons it's a bad omen. Well, we've had torrential rain ever since then, but that's pretty normal in Florida this time of year. <laughs> so I asked her what she meant. After all, old Nan has been a bad omen for about 95 years. But Alice reckons she saw a return in the tarot cards this week. Apparently, she showed up as the temperance card, which is supposed to be about economy, moderation and frugality. So I said to young Ellis, well, it makes no sense at all. You know, she's a drunken, gambling old hag. <laughs> but Alice said the card slipped out of the deck and fell on the floor sideways. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. I'll let you know and make your own conclusions on that one, eh? <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. And when I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednat.com. Well, me lovelies, I'm always getting nice messages, questions and odd news items from you, me listeners, and I feature them in me shows. They're still pouring in, and I pick a few that catch me eye each time. If I don't feature yours, remember, there's only one of me. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Nat Show. Right then, me first item comes from Louis in Lille. Yep, that's in France, yep. He wants to let me know about this new craze where they're... Plogging. <laughs> Basically, I had to ask too. Here in the south, it's mostly bogging, yep, in the mud. <laughs> anyway, the word is made up of the Swedish words for picking up, and they join that on the word jogging. See, groups of environmentally conscious French folks who normally jog, you know, as in jogging, are stopping along the way and picking up trash. Oh dear. Well, Louis, you might think that's original over there in France, but not here in the US. No, even locally, here close to me farm in Florida. They get the local jail inmates to do that. They don't run or jog at the same time. No, no, they get shot if they did. (laughs) They walk along the side of the road, slowly picking up the trash. It's a way of getting the crap picked up and giving the old prisoners, you know, a bit of a day out, fresh air and exercise. Well, the fresh air is mostly exhaust fumes, actually, but anyway. Oh, well, it's, uh, so let's just say uh, they get a change of scenery, eh? My second item comes from Christina in Kansas. She's letting me know that she's big on conservation, but she's really disturbed about this new shirt from South Africa. Yep, and then that show is more global than you might think, eh? They're suspending tranquilized black rhinos upside down from helicopters and moving them to somewhere where they're safe from poachers. (laughs) Well, Christina, I looked at the pictures you sent me and it does look pretty horrific. I mean, horrific for a few reasons. 
The poor old animal looks highly uncomfortable, you know, tied up by its feet, travelling upside down through the air by helicopter. Mm. But I was thinking, what if the rope breaks? <laughs> mm. Imagine getting it by £3,000 a stone rhino. <laughs> anyway, I think they should take better care of the poor old muckers where they are, don't you? In fact, while on the subject of critically endangered species, I can't imagine hanging old Nan upside down to relocate her. But you know, there's not the first time, though. Added to that, she tranquilizes herself most days. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows at nednatter.com where they're all stored as podcasts. So if you want repeats, or can be listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, me dubious con-man agent 50% has lined me up with a new ad this week. It's rather off-topic and pretty much aimed at, well, I'll just say a cross-section of society this time, eh? So, here goes. So, you've heard of sharing, time-sharing, car-sharing and even Airbnb. Well, we've got an opportunity for you and it's probably staring you right in the face. Costing you money, boring you to death, eating you out of house and home, driving you crazy or simply in the next room. Yup, here at Spouse Sharers, we've got a solution and a unique financial prospect rolled into one. That's right. Don't just tolerate your spouse. Share them on our international database today and start earning the moment one of our gullible subscribers opts to rent your spouse. Right now, we're looking for men and women only because our binary computing system can't compute anything in between or slightly off-center. Age is not important, size and shape is irrelevant. We even accept naggers, cheaters and absolute bores. So, what are you waiting for? Reach out to us today at spousepooling.org and start to make cash from your most sluggish asset. You know, that service sounds just great. I think I'll be uh, signing the wife up Elsie today. I'll even offer him a discount rate, especially if someone is looking to rent her for more than six months. As an added bonus, I might even throw in a year's supply of cabbage too. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. Whichever way you dice it, me show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, I better go. So until next time, remember, farmers are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. And without me, your Wednesdays won't be so much fun. In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednow.com. Yep, they're all saved for you there as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. Come by and say hi. It'll be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Night Show again. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always greener on the other side. It might just be a freeway. Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs>